Thank you for joining me today in the Chaos Cavern. I'm your host, Vic, and this is Lit with Vic, a show where I, your host, endeavor to discuss the literature we love to read, watch, and talk about. This is not an English class. I'm not going to make you analyze each and everything, but I do want to show you all that the TV, the films, the music, the plays, the comics, the poetry, and of course, the just regular old books we consume, and much more are literature. I want to show that stories are fun and are worthy of study, and I hope you'll join me on this journey today and in the future. Hi everyone, this is Victoria, your host of Lit With It. Hi, it's been a bit. I made a promise a couple of weeks ago that I would start posting once every week. Not once every two weeks, once every week. And I would try to stick to that schedule. Yeah, that didn't happen, and I am so sorry, guys. Although, there were things I couldn't really control. Once again, school does come first. I've said that from the first episode. School comes first for me, and that's just, that's number one. Second of which, you can hear in my voice as I'm breathing quite heavily. I've been chatting quite a lot with the microphone here and having to re-record it multiple times. I have co- I have COVID. I caught it just last week so I'm starting to be on the mend but it's still hard for me to stand up and walk for long periods of time or to hold things for long periods of time which is difficult and um, I've had pretty severe brain fog. I initially thought that you know well I would try to catch up, try to edit all of the episodes that I have pre-recorded. That's not happened. COVID's hard and I was too sick to actually do anything so I apologize guys. It's tough. But I just wanted to clarify those things. But in better news, today's episode, we are chatting to the lovely Priscilla Rose, who I met through TikTok. She, and she was so kind enough as to give me an ARC of her new book, Shadow of Eternal Flames, which is now coming out today. Hence why I have pushed myself beyond the COVID to get this done and out for you guys so that you guys can both enjoy this episode and go out and read her new novella. It is a fantasy romance and I, I I really enjoyed it. It brought a smile to my face in a time where there hasn't really been a lot of smiles. So I'm really grateful to that and for Priscilla who was so kind and just giving with her time and with her interview. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. It's so nice to meet you. Yeah. Sorry, my room's going to be a bit echoey today. It's going to be interesting editing this audio because I'm trying out a new mic. Technology is a mystifying thing, and half the time I don't understand what I'm doing with it. Same. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're writers. We, we don't need yeah, to do we, we don't need the technology, right? We just need our laptops to work. Yes, exactly. If they work, that's great. If the NumLock keyboard suddenly starts working, then that's a problem. Yeah. You don't realize how much you need that until it's broken. Pretty much. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, guys. My name's Priscilla Rose, and I am the author of the debut fantasy romance novella, Shadow of Eternal Flames. It is a sweet and spicy little novella with a guaranteed happily ever after that I think you'll all enjoy. Perfect. I'm, I'm certainly enjoying it. I'm not finished yet because uh, exam season. <laughs> all good. Me too. Yeah, it's. 
but so far I'm really enjoying it. I've been ha- I've been reading it in the evenings while I'm cooling down from papers. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't write all the time. Do not blame me at all. It was really hard to like balance school and writing a book and just like everything in between and work. That's why my arcs unfortunately got a little bit of a messy edition, but that's okay. Uh, per the usual. Yeah, don't worry. And I I'm so grateful. Thank you for sending the arc to me. I'm of so course. happy. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I don't. I didn't notice the whole morning thing. So. Oh my gosh, I was re- rereading because we were we've we've still been doing like edits. I think it's pretty good. Like yesterday was like the final thing, but we had still been editing, and I was like, well, it's good enough to send to arcs. Like you guys kind of understand it's an unfinished product. But as I was rereading, I was hysterically laughing because there was a line in which I wrote "Good morning," but the M in "morning" is capitalized. <laughs> Jeez, not it was just really funny like some of those things I was like at least someone will get a good little giggle out of this if they notice to be fair I don't I didn't notice because you know my my spelling's bad enough some of us like when we're reading we just like breeze right past it and some readers they're like meticulous you know what I mean so it always depends but my friends some of my like author buddies that's like their ongoing joke now is they text me good morning like that <laughs> I get bullied you know oh yeah oh I mean with author friends it's, it's really nice just to have people who understand it also yeah. who are willing to joke with you about it because exactly it's a it's such a stressful process oh you want, yeah oh my gosh do you want to you you mentioned uh doing this alongside school and work do you want to describe what that is what that's been like for you essentially chaos like mass chaos sometimes I would bring my laptop to work so that I could like during my lunch break or like whatever when I'm answering phones could just like type some stuff out like get through different things it was kind of like Okay, you want you want the real nitty gritty? I've probably gained like five or ten pounds in the last like three months while writing this book because of the fact that I just stopped going to the gym. I stopped going to my dance classes. Like I just didn't have time. I just had to make my deadlines that like my alphas and editors and like everyone involved in the process. I wasn't gonna change the timeline just because it was immensely stressful, but I've kind of learned that like the next book I'm allotting myself more time and I'm allotting my team more time so that it doesn't feel so like immensely dreadful when it should just be exciting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely get that. I've been writing my own novel alongside school, so I, I, I sympathize because it's just trying to find the time, but also trying to make time for yourself. Yeah, and I then- chose like the worst. I don't know. It's great for like release. April is a great month to release a book, but my release day is four days. It's like during my exam week. And it's like a couple days before like my birthday party and my birthday. Like it's like I was like, why did I do that? I don't know. Wait, when's your birthday? My birthday is Star Wars Day. May the fourth be with you. Okay, I was mine's April thirtieth, so I was like, oh my gosh, that's when my party. We're doing a ridiculous. Me and my best friend, our birthdays are really close. My best friend Allie, and so we are doing a Twilight birthday. That's amazing. I because live your dreams, kids. Yes, I I love that. I happy early birthday. Thank you. Happy early birthday to you as well. I'm gonna be a a time. Yeah, I'm planning to do like a uh, like some sort of gluten free tea party of some sort. That's fun. Yeah, with some sort of booze hidden in there somewhere. I don't know. Of course. I I took a steampunk course this year, and that was oh, that's fun. Oh, so good. I took a mythology course this year. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, speaking of mythology, I saw you had a lot of Latin. I did. Yeah, so do you want to explain a little bit of that process or? My, um, so the Latin, okay, kind of funny. 
it is not perfect. I w- considered like making it just be Latin and, you know, like consulting someone who speaks Latin fluently or reads Latin fluently. And then I kind of thought, mm, instead of making up a language, I'm just going to take pieces from Latin and throw them together. So that's kind of what I did for the basis of kind of a lot of names in the book. I wanted people to reflect kind of cultures that their names were inspired by. But for like Pratigo, um, for the Reditas family, I kind of play on Latin as a part of Terra's ancient language. Um, I just find Latin to be kind of a, I don't want to say a universal language, but like a lot of people can kind of understand kind of what's happening because so many languages are based in Latin. So I thought that would be kind of fun. Oh yeah, it really is. And so so for me, because I, I used to be a classics minor, I was like, oh, this is cool. I like that. Yeah. I, um, I actually got, it was really, really sweet. There was a like interested reader from Latin America, right? And she's like, I'm so happy you used Latin because like, I'm from South America. And I noticed that all of these like fantasy authors always use these very European names. And she's like, I don't know how to pronounce any of them. So she was like, it was refreshing to like not struggle. And I was like, that makes me really happy. I didn't even think about that. I was just like, this will be easy. We'll use Latin as the base for most things in this world. That, that's amazing. So you mentioned other fantasy authors. So yes. I, I know from your, your TikTok, which is amazing, by the way, that you Me. love the works of Sarah Damas. I do. I loved your Elaine cosplay. It was so pretty. Thank you. That was kind of just a random one. I was like, I've never been able to cosplay like anyone in Akatar because I don't look like any of them. But I was like, I kind of look more like a bat boy, if anything. But I was like, actually, I have brown eyes. I'll just buy a wig. Yeah. And that wig looked really realistic. Thanks. It was from Amazon. <laughs> it looked really good. And sometimes wigs from Amazon can be hit or miss, but that one was I know. Hit. Yeah. That one was definitely a good one. So I know you're, you're kind of influenced by her in, in that in that part but what did what influenced you the most when you started your writing like um, author wise so I think the reason I like SJM so much is because she and I kind of take influence from a lot of the same places not all of the same places but a lot of the same places in the sense that I love mythology I love the classics like I love kind of that like old folktale influences and like old fairy tales and I love taking apart those things and not even necessarily doing like an authentic retelling but just like using that as like a little bit of like inspiration so like she has Tamlin for the Tamlin and the Morgan and now with Crescent City she's got she's got all kinds of things going on with mythological influences and like folktales so I think that's why I always liked her fantasy books in that same vein no story is original right in my opinion at least like no story is original so I love when you kind of know where a story is being pulled from so like another favorite author of mine now she writes YA but her name's Lori Emily Mm -hmm. and she wrote the Shaman Born trilogy which has two books out and the third one will come out this year and it's based on Hmong shamanism and I absolutely love that trilogy one of my favorites growing up was Percy Jackson. Same. Um, yeah, like I, I love things based in the real world. And I also love ridiculousness in which you can't even fathom where it's from, you know? So I yes. would say those are a lot of my influences in terms of like writing and stuff. Like Rick Rorden, Lorian Lee, SJM. Like there's a lot of just like really great fantasy authors that I definitely can like accredit some of like my thought processes from I also get a lot of influence from TV there's a very popular TV show a very very popular TV show that has the same vibes as my next little duology 
Um, I say little, it'll be significantly bigger than this novella. It'll be a full, like, novel duology. I won't tell you guys what TV show, but I will say that it'll be a fun one, full of debutante balls and society. Oh, you, you sold me. You sold me. That's that's what I like. <laughs> but fantasy. So I like that. it'll be extra pizzazzy, lots of magic. I have a really cool magical system for this next one, so I'm excited. That, that's awesome. I'm, I'm excited to hear more about that, and hopefully you'll can, you can come back onto the podcast to course, talk to yeah. me about those. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I love that sort of historical period, especially when you can mix fantasy and history. Yes. It's, it's so cool. You can use My the work, aesthetics. Yeah, you know, but yeah. you don't have to use all of the nitty-gritty laws and stuff we didn't like about those time periods. Yes. Well, one of the things of me being a historian is with my my fantasy slash sci-fi book that I've been writing, it's it's a whole thing. I had a, the reason why I started writing this is because I had opinions as a historian about time travel. Well, I was like, if people, act, if time travel was actually invented, people would try to commodify it and turn sure. it into a travel business. Yeah, yeah not and, wrong. I mean, they want to commodify water, air. Yes. Yes. Exactly. It's part humor, and then there's a little bit of horror elements to it. Yeah. It's just interesting, and I always like to talk to writers about their thoughts on on writing as well. So how do you get into the zone when you're writing? Do you need to do some sort of specific thing? Like, I know some people like to sit in a certain place at a certain time. I... I'm a bisexual disaster, so everything I do is chaotic. So I'm a plotter. I will I will say that. I'm a complete pl- plotter, write a whole timeline, that kind of the thing. But in terms of like actually sitting and down and writing, I have written at a someone else's birthday party on my phone. I have written when I was probably supposed to be working at work. Uh, I've written on my lunch breaks. I've written just like sitting in bed at night or on the weekend. I'm kind of chaos and a human. So I feel really, that. It, it just like there are times when I sit down and I force myself to write. And that usually works the best when I have another friend to like sprint with. I just kind of write whenever I physically can sometimes. And sometimes I don't want to touch my work in progress for like three weeks, you know? Yeah, but you know what? That's understandable. I, I, uh, one of the coolest things I've ever done with my school is we got to talk to school. I say you, I say school. It's university. We got to talk to Gail Carriger, and she said, "Yeah, I let it breathe for a good couple of weeks or months, and then yeah. I go back to it. It works. It works. It really does. My duology. I actually already wrote the first draft of the first novel before Shadow of Eternal Flames was even like a thought in my brain." And I really liked the premise of it, but I did not like the execution, and I kind of just let it simmer. And then I wrote what ended up becoming Shadow of Eternal Flames, and so even though my next, I almost said the title of the duology, that's not released yet. My next, we're going to call it BTTP. There's you guys' hint. BTTP was supposed to come out first, um, and it's just not. I have another book series that's like more of a mega series that I kind of started when I was very young and I have like since adapted many times over and I'm not planning on releasing it until after the duology because it's such a bigger project that I want as much like thought and work gone into it as possible. So I think it's totally valid to start something and not DNF your own like work in progress, yes. but to just push it to the side for a later day when you're the writer ready to take on that big project, you know? 
Yeah, let it breathe. Let it become yeah, its own. Yeah, let it breathe. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's like the best kind of advice a writer can oh, receive yeah, is to sure. let your writing breathe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What has been the hardest part about writing fantasy and about writing spicy fiction? Okay. So in terms of fantasy, I would say there's a lot of things that's hard. I would say with fantasy, it you've created a fantasy world and it's all fake, but there are real people that look and act and behave like your fantasy characters. And I think one of the hard things is trying to be mindful of that while also writing fantasy because in your head these characters might be perceived a certain way and then they're not and then that's not only upsetting for like specific people it could be upsetting for the lgbt it could be specific for like a certain culture you could also like accidentally take from a culture and not realize it like you could you could write something and you it's just an idea that came up in your head because you saw a picture of something 10 or 15 years ago and not even realize that like you're borrowing from someone else's idea or someone else's work and it's kind of like meddling through what is your own like original ideas and like what you're getting from other places like Mm -hmm. I've had ideas that I've thought of and I've been like that's brilliant and then I've thought about them really hard and realized that's been done and I read that you know what I mean and that's kind of like one of the like weird things of fantasy What's also weird is when you write something and you've never heard of a thing and then you share it with your friend and they share another book that sounds exactly like it or another piece of a book. Like I named a city something and one of my friends was like, hey, that's one of the main cities in this big fantasy series. And I'm like, I have never even read this big fantasy series. Damn it. Yeah, I've had similar situations where one thing with my time travel books is they're like, oh, that sounds like Loki and Doctor Who. I'm like, no. Yeah. It's hard because you it, it is an original thought for you, but other people are always going to find things to compare it to. I posted art, this beautiful scene of Primrose and Pertigo in a cave, and I got so many comments that were calling them other characters. Most of it was Poppy and Castile. Some of it was Serafina and Nyctos, and some of it was these two characters I've never heard of in my life. I don't know what they came from. I looked it up, and they were two characters from, like, some popular reverse harem. I do love Poppy and Castile and, and Serafina and Nyctos, but not the same scene. I don't remember Poppy and Castile's scene at this point. It's been so long. Same here. I'm like... I think they frisked each other on, like, a rock or something doesn't happen in my book and i think the scene with seraphina and niktos is in a like lake and nothing really happens so like not the same scene at all but like just from that art even though the characters look different like i I just got so many comments that were like is it this character is this i'm like poppy has red hair like what how would primrose yeah no no yeah i just i didn't see that and I'm, i'm like oh no, no. Yeah, so like there's, it's like, even I have author friends that deal with the same thing. I, there's a minor character in Crescent City, in House of Sky and Breath specifically, and the main character of that mega series that I've had planned in my head since I was like a teenager has that same name, and it stressed me out when I saw it. I was like, that's my MC's name for the series I'm going to release in 2024. Wow. like you know so I'm like oh no what if people think I got the name from that but it's like you know I'm not going to change my name just because of this minor character SJM thank you but no thank you yeah Uh, and that's such a fear with a lot of with a lot of writers is that like you're worrying that you're accidentally going to plagiarize in some way or just like or that people will think you're plagiarizing when you're not exactly it's like 
it's so hard because there's not there's no way for you to know every single fantasy series that's been out there and if this exact idea has been done before yes it's it's literally impossible to read and the entire omnibus of everything that's available as a historian i'm like you can't fully understand a historical period because you don't live in that period and you exactly you aren't writing down every single action of a single person's day you will never yeah. know that and so you can't even do that with with literature either it's, yeah there's like yeah. 180 or 190 million books out in the world right now there's no way there is no way so speaking of history historians primrose is a historian she well, wants to be at least well, she wants to be <laughs> yes what's her if she was in our world what would her favorite historical period be i'm gonna have to narrow it down to two because historical periods in different parts of the world were so different um i'll also share mine just for fun please my favorite two like historical periods are definitely just like things i find intriguing i mean i love ancient greece don't get me wrong but i'm gonna have to go ancient greece i feel like is a cop-out i'm gonna go with regency and the renaissance for my own personal like things that intrigue me for primrose though i would say the Qing dynasty specifically like 1730s era like Qing dynasty because the vases and all the like teacups and the art everything's so detailed and intricate and flowery I just think she'd really like that stuff and then for the west I'd say probably the Victorian era I feel like she'd like some of the fashion Shadow of Eternal Flames is a era melt I kind of pull from the Victorian era and the Renaissance era and like a modern day like I kind of melted it together I didn't have a specific era in mind because I didn't want one I kind of wanted it to feel like somewhere in between all these places but I think she'd like the Victorian era for like the fashion and the music and stuff for sure that's awesome yeah and I too am a big fan of the Regency period I just got a book of Regency inspired not inspired it's based on extant garments Regency dresses and stuff You'll have to send it my, you'll have to send me the name. Yes, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I'll send you a picture of it. It's so cool. And you can basically just build your own patterns. That's awesome. It's DIY. So, a little That's stressful cool. DIY, but it's DIY at least. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. You did also mention your, the art that you have for your book. So how involved were you in that process? Like, and also like say with like covers, typesetting, what's that been like? So that's kind of interesting. I'm an indie author, so I have total control over my book in its entirety, which is why I'm an indie author. I have no qualms with Tradpub. I don't think either are like superior to the other, but I am a little bit of a control freak. I don't like the idea of someone telling me what I can and cannot include in my novel. I don't like the idea of someone controlling the cover based off of a trend. So I said, screw trends, and I did an illustrated clinch cover, which is funny because it ended up becoming a trend in between the time I picked out the cover and the time it was published. Katie Robert decided to do a demon novella series with clinch covers, and she decided to redo some of her other series with clinch covers, like illustrated, just like mine. So accidentally jumped on a bandwagon before I even realized it. But essentially, I just knew I loved clinch covers, but I prefer illustrated covers. So I really wanted to kind of mesh those two together. So I 
paid one of the main artists that I work with for my books. His name is B, and he illustrated this beautiful cover, and I worked with a Ukrainian cover company who did my typesetting. I sent them, like, I don't know, like, a screenshot of, like, five or ten fonts, and I was like, I want something like this. Extra squiggly, please. And <laughs> that's what they did. And I, you know, I told them what I wanted for the back and for the side and the little raven and, you know, symbolism for my book. And that's kind of how it came together. But I know sometimes we let artists kind of run wild. And that's what I often do. But for my cover, I was very specific. Like, I, I pretty much sent him, like, pictures of, of nightgowns. I sent him pictures of... Victorian, not Victorian, yeah, like Victorian, kind of Edwardian. So I essentially sent him pictures of like Edwardian and Victorian bedrooms. I sent him all kinds of stuff and I was like, put all of this together and here's how I envision my characters. And I sent him pictures of actors and actresses and, and art I saw and he kind of just melted it all together into like what became my cover. It looks amazing. I was like, Thank this you. is so, so pretty. And I love I, it. It made me even more excited to read it. So, and I, I'm hoping that people are going to love it. Where can people find you? Thank you so much for being on here, Priscilla, by the way. Of course. People can find me at Priscilla Rose Author on TikTok and Instagram. I'd say those are my main places. I'm Priscilla Rose on Facebook, as well as Priscilla Rose's Court is my Facebook group for readers if you want to join. And I'm at Author Pris on Twitter. Thank you so much for that. I'll link those in, all in the description for everyone. Well, thank you so much for this, Priscilla. Of course, um, thank you. Yeah. And we are back. Thank you so much again to Priscilla. This was a lot of fun to record and to edit. It was just, it was really lovely hearing this conversation. I find it's always hard to edit my own voice. So hearing someone else's voice and just, and reliving those conversations is just so delightful. And it's one of the best parts of being a podcaster is to relive memories and experience those all over again it's always also really nice to just go back and be in the moment and listen to people who you really enjoy talking to which i did immensely and i look forward to interviewing all the people i had planned to chat with before i had caught COVID. that is it, it, it's it's exciting and i i look forward to sharing everything with you all soon you'll find all the links for priscilla's social media below as well as links to go and buy her book so you can go and read it and enjoy it and just bask in it because Priscilla is just a lovely writer and a lovely human being and she deserves all the support. Thank you, Walter, for that, that stimulating bit of conversation. He's sleepy. Walter is my puppy. I got him just before I got COVID, about a week before. So he has been my constant companion and he's also the reason why I'm going to try to cut this off as soon as possible i hope you guys have enjoyed this so if you guys can please subscribe like everything review it reviews really really help if you can give me some feedback send me an email i'm always open to hearing feedback and constructive criticism so long as it's specific so i can actually fix the issues i know my audio is not great guys i I'm really working on it. I'm I'm an I'm a history and English major. I'm not a tech person. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. If anyone can provide me with some guidance and help, I would really appreciate that. And I've already received some great advice from my fellow podcasters, so and I'm grateful for that. So if if you guys have any feedback, any kind words, please uh please let me know. All right. I hope you all guys stay well and have a wonderful day. And onto the social media and goodbye be safe
don't get COVID like me, because it sucks. Before I close out the episode, I would like to acknowledge that I write, record, and produce this podcast on Treaty 6 territory. The Nitsinipi, Cree, Salto, Nakota Sioux, Dene, Ojibwe, Inuit, and Métis, as well as many under, uh, as well as, hmm. Before I close out the episode, I would like to acknowledge that I write, record, and produce this podcast on Treaty 6 territory. The Nitsitibi, Cree, Salto, Nakota Sioux, Dene, Ojibwe, Inuit, and Métis, as well as many other Indigenous peoples and groups, have lived and gathered here on this land, using it as a travel route, a gathering place for many generations, using this land to practice their traditions, their languages, and ceremonies, and continue to do so. I acknowledge this because their histories and stories are important, as is their connection to the land is something that deserves respect. And I, who am reporting on this in this place, I I want to acknowledge that whenever I have an episode. Thank you all for taking the time to listen to my podcast. This is a one-woman show, so it means the world to me that you all listen. I write, record, interview, edit, and do all the social media by myself. It's just me. So if you could please leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast directory, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify even. They added that, which is very exciting. I would greatly appreciate that. And if you're new here, welcome. I would love it if you subscribed and stay a while. I post bi-weekly, depending on my school schedule and work schedule. I have a lot of plans for episodes on this podcast, so if you stay, I'd be most grateful. If you'd like to be involved in the podcast, as a guest, you can send over... If you'd like to be involved in the, on the podcast as a guest, you can send an email over to litwithvicpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to answer the listener's episode question, please look at the community tab on Spotify or on Instagram. The podcast can be found under at litwith, the podcast can be found under at litwithvicpodcast on Instagram, and you can find me personally on at Victoria with the K reads books. On both, I share book reviews, memes about the podcast, and much more. It's a lot of fun, and you get to talk to, to me because. Once again, I like to chat with people. I think it's it's enjoyable and it's part of the process. On Twitter, you can find me by searching at Bradley Victoria, and on twi- and on TikTok, you can find me on my account at Victoria with the K reads books. If you're interested in any of the books and media mentioned on the show, but you, if you're interested in any of the books and media mentioned on the show, you can look at my website, which is www.litwithbookpodcast.wixsite.com. You can find these links all in my description. Thank you all for being a part of this episode. I hope you stay curious and find something exciting to explore. Until next time, I will see you soon. Bye!